Happy New Year! Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to the first Harley and Josh show. Well, on IO Radio. Yeah, first live show. Right, first live show of 2019. Uh, we hope you get everything you wanted this year. Yeah. Um, this is your music podcast by musicians. But, oh my goodness, Harley, how are you? I haven't seen you in weeks. I haven't seen you since last decade, It's mate. been a while. It has been a while. Yeah, that, well, been... yeah. I mean, people you know who listen on the podcast will probably think we've seen each other on New Year's Day. But no. No, no. That was a lie. We yes. lied to you. I've been to... Four different countries Four different since countries. then. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. So I, I've been like, I've taken six flights and two boats in the last just over a week. Well, there's your blurb for, for your thing, what we're going to do. Um, so first, though, well, let's just tell them what we're doing on the show today. So we've got oh, yeah, yeah. we've got some. We're going to hear about Harley's amazing adventures across the globe. All around. Uh, I'm going to talk about something much less important and in- interesting. Um, and um, also, we're going to be talking about so far sounds, uh, how much money they make on an average show. It's not a lot. It's, more, it's less than you'd think. So stick around yeah. for the music news for that one. We're Ooh. also going to be talking about George Gershwin. Uh, his music has become public domain, meaning it could be used by anybody copyright free. Uh, and we're going to be talking in our discussy thing, the thing I thought about this morning, about whether songs should go in the public domain. But first, but first, we'll come through the door. Um, we'd like to talk about uh, Harley's stuff, but we, we need some new new jingles. We do need some new we jingles. We need some new jingles, right? Well, so you guys can suggest new new jingles for us, but I'm just going to make one up for now. Right, yeah. For, for what, what have you done, Harley? So, what, 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 you done, Harley? Hey, I'm going to do exactly the same thing, but Josh. Good. And then we'll we'll, we'll do that. <laughs> Like yeah yeah I I'm well as a side note I'm I haven't told you this but when I'm when I, I'm going to be going away soon I'm going to be taking all my studio stuff with me so Yay. my plan is to do a lot of writing and recording oh, on my downtime so uh, cool. I may may come back with some some trinkets from the seas and you're taking your recording studio stuff with you yes that's cool a very basic version yeah. of it but yeah I did a similar thing. Yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. Anyway, so Harley, where yeah. have you been? Where have you been? Where have you been? I've been to the Daves, mate. The Daves. The Daves. The Daves. I went for a week, six days, to Candomar Maldives for with Chart Attack plus one. Ooh. Um, plus uh, bron- one win. Plus a bron- well, plus two actually. Oh, plus Bunwoten. Yes, uh, we. Uh, <laughs> no. We, yeah, I was anyway. Um, we had, yeah, so we played our New Year's show. We talked about it a little bit last week, about what was involved in preparation and how we've been preparing for it. Um, and, of course, you're never too prepared. No. Um, and in many senses, we weren't prepared enough in some cases because there were a few uh, surprises when we got there. Really? Always are. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, um, the they, heat. <laughs> they, they wanted some changes to the set and stuff like that. Oh, wow. Um, we'd not long... Touchdown and sort of been over our uh, what's the word a jet lag right and ha- we were piled into a meeting with all the team and we met an amazing team that run the Events resort team like hospitality team kind uh, of thing everyone yeah right so who run various different parts and they want they all kind of met in the same place the head of each department of the island to kind of go if you're doing this we're doing this when this is happening this is happening uh, make sure everything is all good and they were I mean really on it right um. Lovely people. They're really like, although they're, you know, great at their job and very serious about doing their job, they were all about having a bit of fun with it. And, you know, they that helps. They weren't shying away from making a joke. And, um, and it was really, really nice and really welcoming for us to go into that situation and go, oh, this is... This is great. We feel like we're really made to be part of the crew. We made some really all, good friends on that show. Were they all from the Maldives, or were they from a all lot of them? World? A lot of them from all over. So there yeah. were a lot of people from Sri Lanka. There were people from the main island of the Maldives, Malay. Mm-hmm. Um, there were there was another band who had come over from the Philippines ah. uh, as well what as kind of music were they? Um, they did sort of standard sort of covers. Um, yeah, it was yeah really good stuff. Um, there was. A few people who come over from uh, Bahrain, right? Yeah, um, uh, and as well as uh, some South Africans and some British staff members as well. Oh, cool. So, like, people come from all over to work there. And anybody from Suffolk? 
No. Uh, no. <laughs> we did meet some like, guests. <laughs> we did meet some British guests there, and uh, we made some very nice friends. Good. Um, but no one quite from our neck of the woods. So, uh, so what did they want to change in the set? Um, for a start, they changed the timings of the set. Right. So originally, we went on had plans of doing three hours. Uh, and then they went, um, let's make it half hour and 245s. Yeah. And they went, can you play these songs? And they're songs that we had in our in our wheelhouse but hadn't played for a little while. So we went, okay, let's let's work out how we're going to do this with Bronwyn playing as well. Right. Because we didn't want her just to be sitting there whilst we played a song. Yeah. You know, let's let's utilise the, the musical wonderfulness that is the Bronson. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. The or, bare knuckle boxer that is yeah, Bronson. <laughs> the fair bare knuckle boxer. Um, <laughs> hey, if you were to have a boxing match between her and anyone else, I would um, put my bet that Bron yeah. wins. I, I expect that she's like, yeah, she's you a missed dark that horse. pun. Bron wins. Ah, oh, <laughs> for God's sake! Thank you, thank, thank you for pointing out on my my idiocy. It's fine, it's fine. I just like to, yeah. So that was. Um, what about the gear? Like, was the gear. gear what you expected? Yeah, we um we turned up. We, first of all, we were worried about getting our gear there, right? Um, and getting our equipment because you hear all these horror stories about guitars being yeah. broken. Did they trans- snap it over the leg like ah look it, stuff like that? And um, we didn't have any problems whatsoever. Great. We were absolutely fine. I think we kind of looked into this, and it turns out you hear about all the stories when stuff gets broken, mm. but you don't hear about... So you don't get someone post on Facebook going, I had my guitar yeah. put in hold luggage, and it got there fine. Thank you. <laughs> no one will tell you that. I mean, including us. We didn't put on Facebook going, look, our gear made it there safely. Yeah, of course, yeah. But this is me publicly saying... yeah. Chill, you've got yeah. this. They've got this, yeah. um, which Kudos. is great. I turned up my bass uh, was unplayable though. <gasps> what? Uh, the neck had moved all the way back. You, oh, because of the the, 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 the temperature, the, the pressure, pressure drop, the temperature, the the humidity. I'm not sure exactly what it was. Um, and I was like, oh no, what are we gonna do? And I was like, okay, well, I've got plans. Um, I was about a day away from literally standing on it. Right. Something I've done before on a guitar, if you need to bend the neck, really, you know, it's a last... So was it a down, down bow or an up bow? backwards. Back bow, right. So, yeah, um, yeah so it was bow, bowing, so the the strings were very low. Right, yeah. Uh, but day before the show, it just about normalised out, and I went, okay, cool, it'll be be back to normal by the next day. And it was. By, so by the time I stepped on stage, it was just a normal bass that was needed retuning, certainly. Yeah. <laughs> and it bit. played just exactly how I left it. Good. Um, now I've flown Did back. Did Oscar have the same problems? He had a bit of a problem, it, not as much. Right. Um, it went back, but not quite as far back. Right. So it went in the same direction as mine did. But, um, do you think that's just to do with the length of the flights? Perhaps, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, it was up, you know, whatever it is, however many thousand feet. Yeah, 30,000 years, isn't it? Well, the longest flight was 12 hours. Um, so that would, yeah, that over a long period of time will not do it a lot of good. Right. Um, so yeah, it, but it was fine on the day. We turned up. We had our guitar amps there, their PA system. It was a much more basic system than what we're used to. Right. But Any uh, subs? Uh, yeah, they had four subs, four tops. Active or passive? All all active. Oh, okay. Which I've always was for an outside gig made me very nervous because yeah, <laughs> any rain and there was a bit of ranger in the morning, but it kind of it decided to behave itself by the time the evening came. Nice. Um, but like I say it was very basic. Uh, didn't quite get the sound quite how we would have liked it, but you could hear everything and everyone was happy. And who did the sound then? Uh, it was there was a um, a crew, a technical crew on on the island who who run the sound for the bands and nice. run their other events sort of thing. Okay, so uh, they, is it their PA or, and they just loan out to the? the it's the, the island's staff. PA. Yeah. It's yeah, they they they've ordered it in and they Condi they it's there. Yeah. Candy Ma. Sorry. <laughs> I've been watching Indiana Jones. We were singing the Candy Man. <laughs> candy uh. Ma. <can't. laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, it was it went really well. We did a second gig a couple of days later in the bar. That was all really not really nice. And it was Was it like a smaller setup sort of thing? Or? Yeah, it was much smaller. So we just run like two tops, two subs. Uh, and it was like in a bar sort of thing. Cool. Um, it was a lot quieter because people were still getting over yeah. uh, party fever. Was that the evening of New Year's Day then? That was the second, so it was two days oh, sorry, after. Right, yeah. um, but it was really nice because 
we'd been there a week and we'd met various people. We'd met like the odd uh, couple here and there and families, um, a few people uh, and like other DJs who were, who were on the island right working. And they all came to see us play on our last night. Awesome. And it was really, really nice because we were just chilling with them between sets and having a conversation. And they were, you know, they were wishing us all the best and hoping to come back. And we mm. were, you know, and it was it was a really nice, really nice vibe. Um, yeah. And a really good way to end uh, was what was, you know, at the time quite stressful, but actually Absolutely. a really good holiday. Not holiday. Working holiday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you had Dan Oaten there um, photographizing for you as well. Yes, photographizing and videoing. Videoing. Um, and yeah, he was he was in his element. I mean, every time he didn't have a camera in his hand, he was just tanned. He was underwater, swimming <laughs> with the fishes, but not in like a yeah, gangster sense. way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Cool. Are you going to? Uh, are, you, are we going to be able to see these pictures? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the videos that come out with it will uh, will. We'll be putting posting and sharing with the world for cool. sure. Um, hopefully, we'll have uh, more more bits to share around, some photos um, and stuff. There's still loads of videos of people that are posting that we're at the event as well. Oh, cool! It's going on. Um, what about crowd size for each one? I mean, like you know, trying so, to sort of get get a picture of the place. So it wasn't. It was hard to Not tell. Like thousands and thousands, obviously, but no, like, it's a small island. Yeah, <laughs> like. It was the the island was fully booked. Nice, and that's seven hundred and fifty guests. Oh, amazing! Uh, obviously, people do their own thing. Various yeah. different things were happening, um, and so there were not everyone was there. However, there were a lot of people there. We had a full dance floor of people doing a full on flash mob at one point. Oh, great! Uh, but there were loads of seats of people, like you know, chilling yeah. and stuff. So we probably were playing to. 100 maybe 200 people That's great. Abs- yeah. uh, like at an absolute top the same um, as what we were doing i mean yeah. is this like, so like the it was on the beach wasn't it yeah, yeah. on the beach the we were about 6 foot from the water oh, i'm sure if you'd have turned around at the right point whilst we were playing you'd have seen a shark <laughs> like cuz they they live in the shallows the little reefs somebody just take, taking people's drinks right no, look, people were loners. Oh, oh, right, yeah. Yeah, people yeah. who were like, where's my money? Um, <laughs> loners. <laughs> Loan sharks. Two things. Yeah. <laughs> just lonely loners. Oh, yeah. Um, um, yeah, well, that, that's that's really cool. It, like, especially having the two gigs uh, mm. over there as well, rather than just having made one. It, yeah, just made, it, made the trip a bit more, I say, worth it. Um, the fact that, you know, we were getting our, they were getting their bang for the buck. We were yeah. getting our, uh, our we, we were, doing our work whilst we were there and sort of thing. And um, it was great for those who missed the New Year's show who could come along to the other other one sure, and yeah. vice versa. Because there were people who turned up on New Year's Day after we'd played, right. um, who we got speaking to, and we said, well, we're back tomorrow. So. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I mean, what, what about the um, the bar that you played in? What was it called? Is it just a hotel bar or something? It's called Breeze Bar, I Breeze believe. Bar. Yeah. Um, and, like, how big was that, if you could sort of compare it to an Ipswich venue? Um so it was like an outdoor bar, like so. It was. It oh, was, cool. It was, it was a bar in the middle. It was a, a like three sixty bar. Nice. Um, but then there are just it's got a ceiling and and a stage, okay, and yeah. the rest of it's fully open. You're going looking like we were performing out onto a swimming pool. Oh, um, what was the temperature like? Uh, twenty eight degrees. Twenty. You're gigging in twenty eight degrees. Oh yeah, it was twenty eight degrees at night. Oh. Twenty eight during the day. Oh, like that's constant beautiful. temperature all the way through. That's that's good. It was. It was lovely. It was amazing, yeah. and like, yeah, sweaty I, on stage. Yeah, certainly did get yeah. sweaty. Like, we were playing in trousers on the first night because we were we were very strict on keeping our our yeah smart our our, our look. So we had the black jeans, we had the shirts yeah. on, the loud shirts, and it looked great and stuff. And that was a bit easier because we had the breeze in coming from the sea. But yeah. when we were half breeze bar, huh. yeah, when we were at the breeze bar, there was somehow less breeze. So we're like. <laughs> Alice. False advertisement. Yeah, TripAdvisor so score goes down. We rocked the shorts, and uh, yeah. it was a really good, really good show. Um, and just yeah, it was lovely. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm really glad that you had to you had that time uh, away because you need that at the end of the year. I know it's still a lot of work, <laughs> but it's something different to do, especially at the end of a decade as well. That's really quite a yeah. cool sort of full stop to it, isn't it? Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, and also just to have loads of stuff just to rub into people's faces. Really. Oh yeah, yeah, been doing a lot of that. One thing I will say, and I will not rub into people's faces because it caused a lot of pain, every single one of us got sunburned. <laughs> Sunburns are tan, right? 
It became a tan for some of us. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lovely strip of tan on my lower back where I didn't quite do my whole back oh, in lotion. Had a crop top. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah, so I've got a bur- like a burn line that's become a nice tan, but the rest of me is still pasty white. <laughs> mm. Well, yeah, like I said to you over over Messenger, you've got the red and white thing going on, so you were still quite Christmassy while you were over of there. Of course, yeah. Holly did stuff well done, buddy. Well, mate, I mean, you went on an adventure and everything. We did. I mean, it's just one of those things where you just don't expect it at that time of year. So we're very ha- glad to have you back. I was glad to be back. Yes, you are. Um, let's play some music, shall we? Please do. Um, this guy, Jack Pout, he's originally from Norwich, lives in Brighton now, and he's coming back to do a gig for Get on the Soapbox with Amy Ragg, who was Amazing. a guest on this show a little while back. He's here this weekend. Stick around for the gig list to find out. This is Honesty no by Jack Pout. Like no one has before Like no one has before I made a hell of a mess I've had a hell of a time And here I've had my back to the wall I'd be a hell of a man And I will if I can If you would only help me through it That was... The amazing Jack Pout with his song Honesty. It's available on his uh, his album that's on Bandcamp, that one. I couldn't find that one on iTunes. That one is on Bandcamp though. So Harley, you you've got to you've got to sing for me, please, because we need a new jingle for what I done did things. What 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 did you do? Yes, Josh. <laughs> well <laughs> with on that note, I am It's going, a note. There it is. Um so from from a, a DV Maldives, a devious holiday Maldivious. from Harley. Um, uh, I was in Suffolk, stayed in stayed in s- sunny, sunny Suffolk. <laughs> no, <Nope. laughs> it was not sunny, but it was it was a really good time. So we were playing at the Forge Kitchen, which uh, was used to be Lock Fine. It's on sort of like that little Josh Lock Fine, tri- ah, tri- <laughs> the triangular building that's next to the university. Um, we were originally going to be playing in Harlow at the public library with the Beer & Co guys, which mm-hmm. is the same thing that we'd done, uh, the same company we'd done the last two years. Yeah. But I'd said to him, I was like, because uh, they were like, hey, let's do another one at St. Peter's. I was like, I don't think people really want the same party three years in a row. Yeah. I mean, you know, people have done that before, but I just think it would just, you'd watch t- ticket sales just drop. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so we were going to do it in Harlow, and then suddenly Harlow... Um, decided that they didn't want to have live music at the public library. Oh. The problem is that li- library looks beautiful. It's, it's sort of Art Deco 30s-style mm. things. So it would look really good for like vintage events, but the council apparently just were not up for it. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, it is an absolute shame. So that got cancelled quite late in the year. Oh, really? And um, luckily, The Forge had said to me during the year, like, have you got anything booked for New Year's? Because we'd love to have you. Mm. Um, and I was, at that time, we did. But then I sort of went cup in hand to them I was like look we've been cancelled on um, can you still yeah. have us and they did obviously give them a big discount because like you know most people have stuff booked a year in advance Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah so there was a really big help we were originally going to do it in the bar downstairs and where you played as Chart Attack before mm-hmm. no wait a second you played up on the no we played down you we played, played downstairs, downstairs yeah. yeah yeah Um. so we were a little bit concerned about that at first because we were like that's going to be cramped mm. and uh knowing what happens on free gigs in ipswich on a new year's eve uh from when we used to do at the swan every year it yeah. just gets absolutely rammed um but so when we but when i turned up i got there about half five six ish they said right we've changed our mind we're gonna put you up the top so we were on the balcony bit up the top so there's yeah. sort of there's two levels to um uh to the forge and my heart did drop a little bit because I was I was you kind of be- quite looking forward to being there in the bar and being like you know real face to face intimate with people when we're having a big celebration and a big party yeah and also that's a lot of stairs <laughs> that's a lot of stairs and I'm you know I got there before the guys did so I could set the PA up and and then we could just hang out but I'm just sitting there just trawling oh. this PA up this this stairs and I got everything loaded in by the time the guys got there um, but yeah it was. Uh, so we'd had everything set up and sound checked. It was still a little bit of a cramped space because we needed to make sure there, were pe- there was room for people to go past. Um, and uh, so we'd have everything set up by about seven. We got some free burgers. Oh, yeah. Renee Vandel got himself a little vegan, vegan Kevin Keegan one. Nice. Um, 
and uh, which was yeah, really nice. So uh, we just hung out for a bit. We didn't play until about half nine. They they got all the food out first because it was a restaurant. Um, and uh, yeah, then we got sort of cracking on, did about an hour from about half nine till about half ten. Then we waited until about quarter past eleven to do our second set. Mm-hmm. So we did about a 45 minute break and then did another hour, did it over New Year's and did the countdown. Did you guys do the countdown? We didn't. We finished at half eleven, so Ooh. we kind of we we were we were partying That's drinks great. in hand by that point. That's cool. So yeah, so I like to I, I have like an atomic clock and on my phone, uh, not nice. actually on my phone, but you know, like the, the website that yeah. sort of does the, the specific time counts down and um, sort of just got people talking about what they're thankful for and what they're looking forward to for the next year, and it's just a really great way to just get everybody involved. Lots of sing alongy songs, yeah. And by the end of it, I mean there was probably about 180 people in there. Um, this the whole restaurant just absolutely you know people standing on tables you know people proper going for it amazing people on the top level on the bottom level all singing together it was really really good um, one lady oh, called Susan uh, she just got like she climbs up the stairs sort of keeps eye contact with me the whole time she's looking all sort of like I'm here for a boogie and like just sort of comes straight up we were doing run around Sue at the time and she just comes straight up and grabs the mic and starts singing with it and I was just like nice I mean she wasn't she wasn't like being aggressive or anything and she was a good singer as well oh that's right. and we were having a big sing song so hopefully there's some pictures of that out of the house somewhere great Um, but yeah really good we're just just a difficult load in load out we were were sort of done and home by about 2am I think by the end of it okay that's but, Not yeah. bad for a New Year's gig, to be fair. Yeah, exactly, right? I mean, it's uh, I think it was just all hands on deck. Everybody was like, right, I'm done. Let's, yeah. let, let's go home now. Everybody, I mean, the restaurant was obviously closed by that point, and so there was no sort of party going on past that. There were a lot of people that were super up for it. <laughs> there was, yeah, some some rockabilly gang came along. And, oh, nice. And, and they had a good old party with it, which was really fun. Um, yeah, they were, Will and Dawn, William and Dawn, they were up there and jiving with everybody and Sarah and Derm. So, yeah, that was really nice just to see a lot of different people in one place. Yeah. Just having a big boogie. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'll hopefully do something like that again next year. We're, we're in talks as to whether we're going to do it at the Forge again. Yeah. We might do. If, if we did, I think I'd prefer to do it in the bar. Just because, like, when you when we were up on the balcony, there was, like, people walking past us constantly to get to, like, to get, to get the rest food of the... or, like, uh, go to the loo. And it's just a bit... It takes you out of it a little bit. Yeah. Um, and it kind of makes them feel a bit awkward and you can't really move around much if you're worried about smacking somebody in the face as they're walking past. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, uh, that was Happy New Year to everybody that came along. Thanks very much for coming along for that one. Um, nice. And my other little bit of music-y things, because it's been, it's now January. It is. Any musician or venue owner or anybody in the hospitality business knows it's very quiet at this time mm. of the year. Uh, people are reeling from spending way too much money over December period. Um if you're, you know, just a consumer or if you are also a venue owner and promoter because they, they just spend so much money. They use their entire, you know, yeah. year's budget in like one month. Um, just sort yeah. of, you know, because everybody's out and about and up for a good time at that time. and Everybody's on holiday. Um, so, so at the moment, there's not a lot of gigs. I've got like one at the end of the month, which is a private thing. And then I've got one coming up with Hot Tramp, which is going to be really fun. Nice. Hot Tramp uh, with the Buccaneers, actually. Amazing. Games, which will be fun. Um so yeah, I'm 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 just basically uh, re- gearing up for back to school, which is this week. Yeah. So back to teaching, uh, back at All Stars tonight, uh, the Rock School. Um, this last couple days, I have actually been filming uh, a lot uh, for a new YouTube series that I've been planning for about a year. Great, maybe a bit more. Good stuff, man. Um, this is the Minute Masterclass thing. I'm going to be doing uh, some a trailer for that and, and getting it getting it out so people know what it's, what we're talking about. But it's basically I'm doing 10 videos of a minute long each, taking mm-hmm. people from never of picking up picking up a guitar before to understanding the instrument and knowing what they should be looking at and practicing and how to practice, you know, the right chords, some songs to learn, yeah. some melodies that they can be able to play by the end of it, um, knowing the parts of the guitar, how to clean the guitar. Um, oh, so the- you're not just music, it's still, it's practical in like, yes. that's great. Exactly. I mean, this is it's all, being a guitarist is... There's so much to it. That's so perfect because, like I say, you know, when you want to know something quicker or if there's a gap in your knowledge that you need to fill, you don't want a 15-minute video that goes into detail of why and how. You just want to know these are the notes in the chord, 
because of this. That's good. Yeah, that's sometimes good that's all you need, whatever. right? Because, I mean, there, there's definitely a space for that, like, you know, for long, long-form videos explaining things because otherwise they wouldn't exist, right? And there's and plenty wouldn't... of those already out there. Yeah, exactly. And there's there's none that are just, like, a minute, two minutes long saying, right, this, these are the parts of the guitar. Um, not so much, like, going into it on detail. I mean, like, I'm not going into detail on these things because, you know, there's, there's just not enough time in a minute to, yeah. you know, go into super detail. There's enough time to be a bit funny, which is good. Um but um, but you know if they need to know more about it, they can either ask me about it in the comments, uh, mm. or they can, or if they missed it, they can sort of slow the video down on the playback speed, or they can just rewind and watch it again, yeah. or just find another video which actually you know because if you're sort of like, it. what do I need to know about about guitar? You Google that. That might one of my videos comes up. It gives you a short breakdown of what you need, and then you can Google those specific things. So you're like, oh, okay, so what's the nut? of a guitar or yeah. you know um why should i just use the, the the tips of my fingers when i'm fretting the uh, in my left hand or right hand you know so it's yeah. it, you know you'll get some more um direct answers on that you show people how you don't show people why so yeah i mean i think you know i can do that i mean also i don't want to give away the whole game because you know i still need to get private lessons so you know, yeah if i give it all away in videos then nobody's going to book me are they that's very very right? fair point fair enough <laughs> so um so i've been doing that and also uh, i want to quick side note last friday i was on bbc radio suffolk um i recorded a 45 minute uh, interview with james hazel who i'd never been on with before i've been on with a lot of the hosts on bbc suffolk over the years and this is our first time that we've been live i've met him at a bunch of different gigs and stuff like that so we already had a bit of a rapport and they uh vic tux who was helping me um with the uh children in need tea party with leslie dolphin uh, last year yeah it was uh, she was like okay so we want to get you along to do like a desert island disc style situation um <laughs> but, uh, not desert island discs not anything else um yeah so then uh they said right we need you to pick four tracks that are important to your um musical development i was like that's hard <laughs> Trinity to Ipswich train tracks, you would so you could get to college. Yeah, very good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tracks, no musical songs, Harley. Oh. Um, so we did, uh, what did I choose? The first song I chose, which went out today at 12.30 on BBC Radio Suffolk. It's happening every day this week on BBC Radio Suffolk Ooh. from 12.30. They're going to play one of my tracks. Um, so, well, four days of the week anyway. Um so tomorrow I'm going to be on at 12.30 today I was on at 12.30 and I was talking about um, uh, like why I'm into music so much and uh, and what's so important about it and why it's important to us as humans mm. and how we use it to communicate and how it affects our brains so it's been a really interesting uh, chat to have with them but I chose The Champs with Tequila yeah exactly we play that in the set but it's one of the first songs I ever loved when I was right. a kid so it's really nostalgic for me very evocative because it just reminds me of the Sandlot kids and watching it with my big brother yeah but anyway so That's listen cool. to BBC Radio Suffolk uh, every day this week from 12.30 to hear me talking a load of stuff about music and talking about what I love but uh, if you want I mean what should we talk let's do that one because then we've got some time with this right so Sorry, I'm talking to myself and also you. Uh, hey. This is uh, a song. We're going to play a song before we get to the music news. Yep. This is Lazy Maisie by Egypt. Yeah. Um, amazing Egypt from uh, formerly the Groundhogs from 1987. Yeah. Um, they are playing in Ipswich this week at a new-ish venue. So check it out. This is Lazy Maisie.
That was Lazy Maisie by Egypt. The Egypt that are playing this week in Ipswich. Where? We'll tell you. But first, ladies and gentlemen, we've got to get to some news. The average so far sounds show only earns about £135, this CEO says. Whilst also, George Gershwin in the public domain, music news. <laughs> music news? Music news, is it? I wish people could see your face as you did that. That was a beautiful, beautiful uh, we need some bit. Facio radio. Um, so, Harley, um, so far sounds, uh, they're sort of like a, a global... Uh, company that puts on shows in smaller venues around uh, different sort of smaller towns a lot of the time, yeah. but they also do big towns. Um, so they'll do London and they'll do Boston, but they have also do st- done stuff. Uh, Meg Burrows has planned some stuff in Ipswich and in Colchester, yeah. um, doing stuff with So Far Sounds. Uh, and uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of great people that have worked on it. But the thing is, they just don't make that much money. No. The company says that it splits the net income it receives from its shows about lot. It's sixty three to thirty seven, so sixty three percent of the proceeds uh, go to the artists, which okay. is quite good, really, isn't it? I mean, they could be like, "We're taking the lion's share," but they're like, yeah. "No, we'll give it to the artists." Um, they further indicated that they'd hope to change this in the future and give artists seventy percent of the proceeds, which you know, up it. Yeah, that, yeah. that's Rather right. than they go now, later on, we're going to take more. Um, they say that a little more than 60 people attend a typical so far show. So smaller shows, aren't they? Um, and they pay, pay a little less for 15 quid to get in. Uh, this leads to a gross income of about £1,000 for the shows. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. Um, d- d- deducted from that gross income, though, is various expenses. I mean, anybody that's put on gigs knows that they can be really expensive things to put on. Yeah. I mean, so here they've listed local staff, show costs, show marketing, but there's so much more. I mean, there's gear hire, there's yeah. security, there's, uh, you know, they, there's instrument hire sometimes. They often film a lot of their performances as well, so yes. you've got to pay for someone to film yeah. it and edit it as well. Yeah. Yeah, so there's, there's a lot that goes into it. Uh, a typical show, uh, these expenses add up to a little more than 500 quid. Uh, leaving a net income of a little less than sort of four, five hundred pounds kind of thing. So yeah. then that gets sort of split up. Uh, from this, 230 quid used to go to the artist, leaving the company with a profit of about 135 pounds. So it's not a lot for that amount it's of It's not show. a great markup for what the work that they do. Yeah, I mean, think about like box office for movies. People usually say it's a failure if they've gone like... If they've spent like a hundred million on a like mm-hmm. on a film, then and they made two hundred million, they usually be like, "That's a failure." Yeah, you know, that's... if they they made their money back and then plus a hundred percent, they usually like, "Yeah, you didn't do that well." I mean, if you're spending a grand and you're only making a profit of one hundred thirty five pounds, that's a bit silly. Yeah, right. So you're making that money back, but it's it's small steps. So far, says that it puts on roughly ten thousand shows a year across the world. Which Go is on, do the quick math. Quick math. Quick maths. It's about earnings of about one point three million pounds. Is that right? A year. Cool. That they make. Um, but then think about you know how much that for an international company. Yeah, that's not, not a massive huge. amount. No, it's right. again, it's easy for us musicians or you musicians listening yeah. going or just anyone in any work actually to go oh that's a million pounds that's that's a fair amount but really when you're if you're doing so much to create such a comp- i mean that's yeah that doesn't no it doesn't translate enough right no. so so far sounds was actually founded in 2009 by Rafe Offer um Rocky Star and David Alexander, they were looking to create a more intimate atmosphere for concerts. So it started off uh, in London, uh, then it went to Paris, New York, and Los Angeles, and spread to the rest of the world. Um, by 2017, the company was putting on about 500 shows a month. Uh, a few years later, they had raised more than £20 million for a, 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 from a variety of investment investors, which included Octopus Ventures, Virgin Group, Battery Ventures, Union Square, blah, 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 blah. It's just... I don't know. The, the The lesson here is that um, it's really difficult to put on a gig yeah. and to get people to come and to pay money for it. And I think one of the, the, the issues with a company like this or with a project like SoFar Sounds is, you know, they're intending to have a more intimate gig, mm-hmm. to have something that's really kind of close and 
like you were saying about having that connection with the audience, they don't want you to be half a stairway away from from the crowd or on a big stage, twenty foot away because mm. you've got like three barriers of security. They want people like sitting on the sofa with them. Yeah, which kind of goes within the name, but then that goal inhi- inherits. You can't sell a lot of tickets because mm. the more people in, the less intimate it gets, Absolutely. and then you you you're then losing what you had. Yeah, I mean, they, they, so there's there've been so far sounds mostly that I know of from around here have been put on through Always Monkeys mm. uh, in Colchester. Um, so if you guys listening in have heard of it, you should check it out. You should go along to one and see what you think. Um, I you know. It's always like smaller acts, you know, no big touring things. So yeah. it's not, you know, people with deep pockets. But a lot of acts who have gone on to do big things as well. There, um, there are some been been some real big artists, none of which I can think of names of right now. Yeah, but um, it's thing, like the really last gay, minute things. Yeah, that they people kind of go do these shows and often go on to do some really big shows, mm. you know, and be household names. Some of them. It's the, it's the same age-old argument, you know. People that will pay 90 quid for a ticket to go see, I don't know, Justin Bieber, won't sit there and pay 10 quid to go and see somebody who could be the next Justin yeah. Bieber kind of thing. Or so. maybe would not have even paid to go see Justin Bieber 10 years ago before he was famous. Yeah. I don't know how long he's been famous. Oh, my, I don't know, actually. <laughs> probably a bit longer, how old actually. Is, how old is Bieber, guys? He's 50. <laughs> 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 he's on his pension we got old man um, anyway so is he retired yeah. yet <laughs> <laughs> he probably could yeah I mean he definitely <laughs> he could definitely could but anyway uh, let's get on to our next section what do you guys think of that let us know this morning. jingle so Harley yep um, Rhapsody in Blue famous George Gershwin track um, is entering the public domain along with other works from 1924 and not everyone is happy about it oh I wonder why. Um, so with the coming of the new year, Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue is now freely available to adapt. Uh, this has upset the Gershwin estate, and not just because it stands to lose a lot of money. They're worried that someone will adapt the composer's music in ways that Gershwin would never approve of. So this... into a Drake song. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they're saying they could like... Give it a couple of weeks, guys. Honestly, this is my, this is my hot take of this year. Yeah. Gershwin, Drake does Gershwin. Drake, Drake Schwin. Um, so this got me thinking about Harley. Gershwake. Should a musician's work ever enter the public domain? What do you think, Bowie? I think that's a really interesting point because um, it always is when I. That's literally how I start these things every time. <laughs> uh, we were talking before about Happy Birthday, how that entered public domain a few years ago. Twenty seventeen, yeah. Um, anybody? <laughs> we can do that. And it's fine. We're allowed to now. It's okay. It's okay, guys. Um, for a long time, if you were watching TV in the UK and it was someone's birthday, they wouldn't sing Happy Birthday. They would sing for he's a jolly. As if in that show, they live in a universe that Happy Birthday doesn't exist. Try and imagine a world where Happy Birthday doesn't exist. <laughs> I mean, Pirate, you know, timelines. I mean, apocalypse immediately. Yeah. Talk about alternative universes. So they'll send one. Arnold Schwarzenegger back to, to write Happy Birthday. <laughs> <laughs> but you wouldn't get the credits because it's public domain now. Oh, yeah, and he lives in the future. How does oh, copyright God. work How if do... that works? Uh, oh. Wait. Oh, that makes... I've got, I've got <laughs> so many questions. I'm a musician surrounded by... Chuck Berry tissue. and Marty McFly have a very complicated contract. <laughs> oh, jeez, Doc. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Marty McFly sort of wrote Johnny B. Gibbs. Yeah, so... Anyway. That's, that's a thing. Serious but, discussion. So... That was a weird thing, and they actually celebrated it on uh, EastEnders the day after it became public domain. It was somebody's birthday, and they oh. sung it as because they could. <laughs> but you know, everyone thinks it's a little bit silly that you can't. It was a bit silly that you couldn't sing Happy Birthday right. on telly without paying royalties because they were ridiculous. Because whoever owned the rights would make the most of it because it's quite a famous song. Yeah, I mean, um, it's crazy. I mean, the phrase public domain refers to works that have effectively become public property and are no longer protected by copyright law. Mm. Uh, this occurs when the copyright in a work of art expires. Now, I wanted to explain a little bit to people what that means. Now, works in the public domain can be used without seeking anyone's permission and without incurring a copyright fee. Yeah. Um, generally speaking, artworks fall out of copyright and enter the public domain in the UK... 70 years after the death of the artist. Okay. So, 
it's different because in the US, you know, it's yeah. uh, if you're a UK artist, I think that's, that's what a, counts. I think that was different until recently, wasn't yeah, it? So it was, was like a Paul McCartney and Disney thing. Yeah, because they outlived their own copyright. Yeah, <laughs> and they went. That's not right because yeah. I, 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 the idea of things coming going into public domain is if the artist who's written it is no longer alive to take that money. Yeah, it shouldn't belong to anyone else. It should be allowed to it to you know to the world because I think it was a Beatles thing because John Lennon was uh, died in sort of late seventies, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, and then so all the sort of the Lennon songs would come into public domain, mm. uh, you know, quite soon, really, wouldn't they? Yeah, um, there would be sort of well, well pretty by, much now by now, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they kind of worked out well. Let's make it a little bit fairer for those who, mm. like, say, who co-wrote or anything like that. But I mean, do you think that those, no matter? Um, you know how long it's been since you died, or or since you gave up the. I, mean, I don't know. Mm. Since you wrote the song, that it should be going to your family or your estate, the money, the copyright money, whatever. I think to a certain degree, yes, because a lot of these, a lot of what royalties are, people don't see what the like the copyrights and royalties. They are a, you know, almost a will to yeah. the, to their family. You know. I'm no longer able to provide for my family because I'm dead. Um, so Selfish. Yeah, I know, right? So the work that I've done can continue and keep keep an income for my family to keep, keep a roof over their heads, mm. you know, which is fair enough. However, I think after a certain point, when, I say, 70 years after the artist has died, then that's, you're talking two generations on, mm. surely one of them would have had, got a job by now. <laughs> Lazy old. Yeah. It's just living off the royalty. Living off grandpa. <laughs> even though. Thanks, Grandpa Gershwin. <laughs> it's like, never met you. Yeah, but I'm living that, off that's it. Like, so I, I think that that's somewhat okay. But at yeah. the same time, I do also agree that he might not have wanted his work being put in a Jason Derulo song. Yeah, yeah, or something like this. That's a good point. I mean, it, we talked about this a little while, but a while back with the, like the hologram thing, mm. you know, knowing whether you want to have your likeness represented uh, or reproduced after you've died, you know, it's not as if you've you've thought about that on your will. Hmm, I wonder if they'll make a robot of me later on. I mean, I'm now thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, I would do that. Yeah, um, That's just true. so people sort of like, but not on shows, just in people's houses. Like, you. Yeah. <laughs> Just horn people again. Um, again, I'm open to this. If anybody wants to reanimate haunt my 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 corpse in hologram form, just to haunt people, <laughs> I don't think anyone could be scared of me. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It depends what you say. It's like you haven't paid enough taxes. <laughs> like, I mean, oh, okay. That's just terrifying, <laughs> yeah, anyway. Yeah, 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 terrifying. But I mean, it's also like we we talked about this uh, as a point a little while back. Was that once you release a song, in some ways you can't dictate how people use that. Like if, if you wrote a song that's a love song um, uh, and you want it to kind of make people feel sad or romantic, but then somebody uses it and and they listen to it uh, just in a completely different way, then they might be really angry and they use it mm. as like a cathartic thing. You can't say to them, no, 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 no that's not what I intended because there's literally nothing you could do to stop that half the time. Was it you that mentioned about Tool? Um, how they, so. don't, they don't put lyrics in any of their um, CD. No, I did things. not say that, but that's interesting. So, and, and when asked about it, their reasoning was, it doesn't matter if you mishear the lyrics and come to your own conclusion of what mm. it's about. If that resonates with you, then that's what the song is to you. Uh, it's who not... are you to raise your toenails? <laughs> it must have been <laughs> up your feet. But it doesn't matter like what the writer's intention is for it to mean. If it resonates with you in a different way, and that makes you feel good or makes you feel something, at least that's mm. the most important thing. But I think this is also about creatives and people reusing stuff. I mean, you know, I'm a big fan of hip hop, and the, the backbone of hip hop in the beginning was samples and using yep. stuff that you know infringed on people's copyrights, and it still created something that was new and original. Yeah. Um, even though it did, you know, work play on works from before so you know if gershwin's music's going to get used again uh, i mean porgy and bess is still within copyright law that was written in sort of 1930 so that will be i mean america's 75 oh, it went from 75 years to 95 years okay so that's why it's just coming out now right um so we've still got a sort of five ten years until porgy and bess comes out 
to be in 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 which is his most famous stuff. Mm. Um, but you know, I, I I like the thought of being able to sample stuff. Yeah, I mean, people could still sample Gershwin stuff before they just needed the permission. Uh, yeah, just now true. they would have to. They definitely have to. Um, you know. You know they wouldn't they wouldn't have to if it came into public domain. That's what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I think you know being able to work on pieces in the past. I mean, like Star Wars. I mean, there's so many great Star Wars stories coming out now. Yeah, I like The Mandalorian. I absolutely love it. Mm. But that wasn't written by George Lucas. That wasn't his original vis originvis. No. Um. So you know, it's still it's a it's a, an original thought that came from somebody else, but you are adapting it and using the same kind of ideas to create a new story or create something that's new. Which I don't think there's something bad in that. It's just it's probably not as beneficial to the original auteur. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, what do you guys think? I think that's no. a you know, there's loads of music which once you know, when we've grown old, that'll be in the public domain, uh, from, you know, sort of eighties, nineties even earlier some stuff yeah. um so that you could completely remix without having to pay anybody hey this is a podcast so it can be available at any time so <laughs> i mean by the time you're listening to this we could have been dead sometime and, yeah. and our music may be public domain for you yeah. to do what you like with. oh absolutely i mean you how know... long between before our jingles become public domain <laughs> yeah oh my goodness <laughs> i think this should be already to be honest you yeah. guys use them whatever you want go um, ahead anyway so Thank you for that, ladies and gentlemen. Let us know what you think in the comments below, etc. Subscribe, blah, blah, blah. Um, but let's get on to the gig list. So, nice. Harley, yeah. tell me, what we got going on this week? Buddy? So we got this Thursday, we got Webby's Jam, which is at the Salutations, it's as the it is. first one of the year, I think. It's first of the decade. First of the decade. Yeah, oh, yeah I'm... I'm I'm keeping this one going. Absolutely, keep it going, man. Yeah. yeah so it's the uh, Thursday, the 9th of January, at the salutation. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, so if your New Year's resolution is to join a band or just to get out there and play music, then there's a great way to start. And if you can't make it to that because you're too far away or you're just somewhere else, then you can go to the Thursday Jam at Coda in Colchester, uh, just near the Three Ways Monkeys. Uh, that is also Thursday, 9th of January, and it's about 8:30. That one. Nice one. Nice. Yeah. What's next, mate? Cool. We've also got. How are you oh. going to say it? How are you going to say it, Harley? <laughs> I'm going to. Margot. Kilka? I reckon that's it. Silka? Silka or Kilka? I and reckon friend Kilka. Get on the soapbox. But I mean, it's a C. I don't know. And there's an E in there. So. C I L K E R. I mean, if you Google that, it will come up with the event, hopefully. Yeah, we get. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, so that's on part of the Get on the Soapbox with Amy Rag. Uh, that is the amazing Jack Pout, who we played earlier, is playing for that one. Um, and it's his first gig for quite a while, I think, especially nice. around here. So Great. that's at the Duke. Yep. The Duke of. Well, it's just called the Duke now, isn't it? Yeah. It's not called the Duke of York. I mean, it's it's on a hill. Um, so uh, you can just assume that it's Duke York on Woodbridge Road in Ipswich. That's Friday, the tenth of January. Amazing. Yes. Um. So, uh, Harley, uh, the next one. Do you want to read the next one, or shall I read the next one? So we've got Egypt at the Twenty Nine Bar. Egypt, who we played earlier. Yes, it is. Um, they uh, Twenty Nine Bar, which are formerly known as the County of Suffolk. That's the one right near uh, the region. What's the road that's on? Right here, yeah, re- near the region. I can't remember. Same road as the region. I'm bad with road names. Yeah, really bad with them. It's well, yeah, well, but it will be. Um, Just call them Road One, Road Two, Road Three. There we go. Well, they started doing that. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's, that's literally <laughs> Road A Forty. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that'll be a good one. Like, that'll be great. If anybody was fans one of, my, of the, the Groundhogs in the eighties, this was one of my uh, uh, dad's favourite bands. Watching them play, so that'll be great. That should tell you what what they're going to sound like. Yeah, yeah, I rock mean, and roll. Or the fact that we just played some of their music. Oh yeah, that's a good, that's a good sign. <laughs> yeah, but people on the podcast haven't heard it. Nah, fair. Yeah, um, so I don't know what time they're playing. Oh yeah, Friday at nine o'clock at the railway on Foxall Road. That one. No, it's not. Yeah. Uh, no, that is the next one. That's, That's the next one. Oh, I messed up, Harley. Yeah. Oh, fire me. Um, oh, oh, wait, we didn't get paid. Um, so, as uh, Waxy's Dargle. Oh, yes. Playing. Good old John. Classic. Uh, Fanny Adams is playing at the Railway on Friday at nine o'clock. Um, that is going to be a great one. Yeah. I mean, so fans of JS and the Buccaneers mm, mm. Um, will absolutely adore Waxy Dargle playing sort of, you know, pogsy, Irishy, drinking songs and just having a good old knees up. I like Waxy Dargle. Good fun uh, band. Yeah, that'll be fun. Great. And to finish this off, we have Lil Jim 
Lil Jim. Lil Jim. Playing at nine o'clock at the Helbred Inn in Ipswich, what was formerly known as PJ McGinty's. Yeah. Uh, it's been the Helbred Inn for quite some time now, so, so you may have seen it else, <laughs> elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, go along and see Lil Jim. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, Lil Jim is a solo musician who plays like multiple instruments at the same time. So he'll be playing like accordion whilst also playing drums. Okay. Uh, and it's, yeah, One he's a very band. talented guy. Um, I think he's from like Dorset or like Derby or something. Oh, yeah. Um, it begins with a D. Um, yeah. yeah, he's from the Duke of York. No. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that is at nine o'clock. There's loads of, I mean, there's not a lot going on. No, but it's it's a quiet time here. But not yeah. a lot going on. Quality, quality, not quantity. Yeah, exactly. It's so, what this month's all about. Um, so right, so Harley, are we back next week? We are back. Next we're week. back next week. Yeah, I uh, haven't told you about what we're going to be doing next week, but Ooh. I had the thought of what we want to be doing because um, uh, Charlie, my partner, was making a bucket list for the year. Oh, and I want us to write our own musical bucket list of what we want to do. Oh, that's a great idea. Next year, know, next right? week, yeah. Next week, we'll oh, get that on that. Tune in, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. and good. come in with your ideas. Tell us what you want, to, what you plan to achieve by the end of this year. Um, and uh, we'll we'll make it we'll make it special. We'll make it happen. Yes. <laughs> so I want to ride an elephant upside down. <laughs> well, Josh will fix come it to the right place, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Right. Okay. Thank you very much for listening in, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Um, we're going to play a song that Harley and I both played on. Yeah. You can listen to the amazing bass work of Harley Cotton on this song. This is my song, "Demons," by me, Josh Locke. Yeah. So, bye. Yeah. See you later. Uh, yeah, yeah.